fucking on one. Look, it's me again. I'm back again. In the club, the IP for How we doing, guys? It's Richie of the Jordan Patrick Show. Continuing on our amazing journey of NFL fan bases. And with me today, I have my brother from another mother, Patriot superfan, Mr. Brett Bandick, who was a resident guest of our show, the Jordan Patrick Show. And uh, to those who don't know him, I'm going to allow Brett to introduce himself. Hello, fans. And... uh New upcomers. My name is Brett Anthony Bandick. Uh, originally grew up upstate New York, Newport, New York. Um, originally grew up a Bills fan. Uh, you know, watching the K-Gun offense back in the early 90s. Uh, have become a... I mean, you can judge me all you want, but I honestly don't care. So hold up, hold up. Hold up, one second. We, we. It started in northern New York, is what you're saying. Upstate New York, yes. Because not everybody's path to fanhood has that kind of turn. Oh, I understand. I understand. Yours is certainly different. Now, obviously, who is your team now? Patriots, New England Patriots, and have been for quite some time. Yes, sir. Uh, not to interrupt you, I wanted to make sure that I said we're making a right turn here. Oh, this is not a right turn. This is a. Uh... This is a fork in the road. Uh, no, it was, uh, and you know, you know our our best friend, late best friend Matthew Sear from New Bedford, uh, New Bedford, Massachusetts. Um, he's the one that got me hooked on the Patriots, and even more so after he passed away back in two thousand nine. So you would say that totally buy it into the Patriot way. Uh, Attributed to our late brother, so to speak, right? Yes. You would say that pretty much since then, that's where the turn was made, so to speak. Yes, it was. Because uh, I myself, I myself uh, had an aunt who loved her G-men and did something similar when her brother passed away. So I get it. I get it. Now, let's just get it on. I understand you attended a Super Bowl. What was uh, the atmosphere like with that? Uh, it was perfect, actually. Um, you know, it was in Jacksonville. Uh, Patriots were playing the Eagles. Um, you know, 2004, 2005 season. Um, it was a chilly weekend uh, up in Jacksonville. Uh, we actually attended the tailgating party. Uh, the whole weekend, um, and you know, we—I was actually calling my mother when the jets were flying over uh, before kickoff, and she heard the jets go off. Um, so I actually remember that. Uh, but the guy we were tailgating with, just some, just some random Patriots fan, uh, you know, had, you know, a, a large Winnebago and and two TVs that pulled out on the side of his uh, Winnebago. And he sold his tickets for ten grand a piece, and he sold about seven tickets. Oh wow! So he was literally he he took care of us. He literally catered our entire Super Bowl event that weekend. Any food, any booze, that's incredible. Ice, 
everything. Like, he took care of everybody in that lot. Now, let me ask you a question. Um, this was more just by chance? Because I know how Maddie used to be. Did Maddie, like, discover this guy? Or was this the kind of thing where you just ran into him we at just, the actual bolt? No, we just ran into him at the tailgate. Wow. Just ran into him. That is cool. Just a random situation. And apparently he's done it before. Um, you know, but we were just, yeah, we were just going there to tailgate. But we just, you know, luckily ran into this uh, this random stranger who was generous, very generous to everybody that was tailgating around him. Yeah, that's that's always amazing when you have super fans that have the financial means to be that generous and, you know, just spread the love, so to speak. As you know, you've been to my house, and we'll elaborate on that a little later. But we have some super fans like that as well that are super approachable and just great people. And I think that's what makes the NFL great in addition to the great talent you watch every Sunday, Thursday, Monday nights, is that the fans is what makes it so much fun. And, you know, we have uh, fans all over the country, different fan bases that, uh, you know, just basically drive the NFL product. They call them super fanatics. Yes, sir. That in, That is a fact, and that is true. No question about that. Is there anything particular in that Super Bowl that stands out to you? I mean, you guys won three out of four. That was the first part of your dynasty, your very elongated dynasty, being a Patriot fan. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was historical because you were the third of three teams pretty much in any modern era or even pre-merger going back to Green Bay and the other guys to do it you know Dallas the 49ers had their run as well but three and four years is a very rare feat and you guys are on a very short list of teams that were able to do that and that is uh, pretty remarkable and there was more success to come roughly a decade later and that was without the free agency market yeah, the free agency market wasn't as robust as it is now. Um, but, different time in the league. Uh, also, I, I think from a from a violent standpoint, it was a little different too. Well, my most memorable part, going back to your question, I think I was the only Mahone wearing an Adam Vinatieri jersey. I remember that jersey. I was the only guy wearing an Adam V jersey throughout all the Patriots fans there. Well, I if mean, you're going to pick a kicker, that's the one to pick. Yeah, I mean, there was, I mean, you saw Brewskis everywhere, you know, Brady's, Browns, uh, you know what I mean? Like, it was just, uh, it was it was an interesting weekend, at least to say, you can say that. Now, you know, speaking of tailgating, fan bases, things of that nature. Mm. Um, I had lost a bet to our late friend Maddie, and ended up attending a New England-Miami game with y'all. And um, I guess what I'm getting at is, during those times, you know, being pretty much in the, the heat of your dynasty, Patriot fans, when on the road, or just the fan base, the team in general, are kind of seen... They're kind of put in like that that threshold of like the Darth Vader, kind of like the Yankees had that when they were a traveling show during their dynasty years. They were called mass holes. Mass holes for and and some other words. Uh, but the point I'm making is like 
the strength of your dynasty being as long as it was, you know, I think one thing we could agree on is whether you love them or hate them during the Belichick-Brady era, people are bound to tune in. But, you know, I noticed that, uh, you know, attending a game with Patriot fans, there was a lot of heat there. But I wanted to ask you, because we've attended a game back in 15. Mm -hmm. Uh, You came with me to MetLife. We have yet to go to Gillette for the rematch. And that will happen. Yes, sir. But as I already alluded to, they are seen in that Darth Vader light, the Patriots, the dynasty. How would you feel it was coming to my house at MetLife? Because, oddly enough... Giants fans are one of the few fan bases that don't view you guys as terribly as maybe some of these other teams league-wide. I guess it's a two-ended question. Number one, how would you say the experience was as being a visiting fan? And number two, why? It was very welcoming just because of the respect factor. Um. You know the the history those two teams have together. You know, it's it's mind blowing. Um, you know the 07, 2011 Super Bowl. Uh, you know what I mean? It's just you know Belichick being a Giants head coach and you know coaching the arguably the greatest linebacker of all time. Um, yeah. You know the amount of respect for both organizations is is there and. Both fan bases know it. Um, you know, I, I mean, I was actually very surprised on the reaction that I got. Um, you know, just because everybody was so down to earth. And, yeah, I mean, it could have been the Jameson, you know. But, I mean, who knows? Um, but it's know. cool to, to go as a visitor, have that positive experience. You know, we met uh, giant Super Bowl hero Stephen Baker at that particular tailgate. Mm-hmm. Very friendly man. Super person. We met Joe Ruback, giant super fan. Yep. You know, we ran into a lot of interesting people. Tater. And, you know, you had a decent amount of New Englanders that made that trip. Um, I also think in a funny way it's because, you know, not too many people can say that they got in the, the best of the Brady-Belichick regime. Fortunately for my team, we are one of the few that can say that we can we survived it, so to speak. And I do think that, as opposed to the tenants, as I refer to them, the Jets, um, mm-hmm. it makes it a little more tolerable when we see the guys from New England and we know it's going to be a war. And to your point, as you alluded to, with the Belichick stuff, you know, being a former D.C. for the G-Men underneath the great Bill Parcells, uh, that Parcells coaching tree turned out uh, some real phenomenal coaches. Uh, yeah. yeah, they're Hall of Fame coaches. Uh Romeo Cornell's got a little more work to do, but, you know, he's working there. Uh, yeah, he, he's, a, he's a trooper. I'm rooting for Romeo. You know, I I had a blast that night. The only downer, you know, was Julian Edmond breaking his foot. And, uh, you know, that one jerk that we ran into at the end of the night. But then, other than that, that was it. Yeah, but, no, you, but when you think when about 80,000... When you have 80,000 fans there... If you're and, just dealing uh, with one, you did good. Well, we actually saw... Uh, we had... Pittsburgh fans in front of us that were wearing Pittsburgh uh, Steelers jerseys at a Giants Patriots prime yeah, time game. Yeah, I had spoken to them and they were basically just catching flights in between, wanted to catch a game. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, they no, were carved was, up. Uh, I was I was surprised by, um, you know, just the welcome, uh, you know, the welcoming that I got. Um, everybody, uh, everybody was very classy for the most part. Very classy. Yeah, and uh, you know, singles for your organization, and and I, as I have alluded to, I've yet to be to Gillette. You yourself have been. You went to a season opener. Hmm. Uh, some years back during the first half of your dynasty. I understand it was against the Raiders back when they were in Oakland. 2004, Randy Moss, yes. And Moss was still a member of the Raiders. Yes, he was. And I believe Kerry Collins was the quarterback. Yes, 100%. Wow. Blast from the past, former Giant. Uh, elaborate, what's that atmosphere like over there in Gillette? Uh, same thing, man. I had a blast. I had an absolute blast. Um, and it wasn't even like... Uh, I mean, it was a close game. Um, you know, there were some exciting uh, plays that happened throughout the entire game. Randy Moss's play, uh, it was like a, God, 70-yard bomb that he caught and ran with. Yeah, he was excellent. Um, that was probably the one play that stood out the most. Um, but it was just, uh, it was just surreal. You know, it, you guys it was dropped the banner night that game. night, I believe, right? Yeah. So you're gonna get those uh, opening day jitters. We dropped sure. we dropped the banner, the fireworks, the whole shebang. Um, it was just an overall, uh, you know, memorable experience. Because um, I recall calling you from my apartment at the time, and I could barely hear you. The place was deafening. Oh yeah, no, and, and it doesn't even. Do it justice. See, no, it doesn't. Not yeah, at all. I, I mean, get it. and you can say that, you know, about, you know, NASCAR races. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you watch it on TV and all you see is cars going in circles and you're like, oh, this is freaking boring. But then you're there in person and it's, I mean, a completely different atmosphere, a completely different uh, experience. Yeah, because I wholeheartedly believe that uh, the tailgate kind of leads into obviously the reason why you go, which is the ball game itself. Um, I mean, going back to our game, I mean, like, the intensity was there, you know, because when when those two teams get on the field, you already know it's going to be a classic. And, well, and at the time, that stadium was only three years old, you know what I mean? So it was was the, you know, the new uh, cutting edge stadium. Um, And a lot of of stadiums past that kind of took that angle. Well, they did. They did. And, you know, I mean, it was, uh, you know, new for its generation. And it was a beautiful stadium absolutely gorgeous stadium um and it was september i mean it was beautiful yeah i weather, imagine the weather was nice was just, oh it was perfect dude. because was either perfect. one of our teams when you go to their cities during the uh december slash january playoff rush that cold can really be a problem but uh that is i mean you, you root for you root for a team that has sustained excellence to put it bluntly, longer mm. than any other team franchise in our lifetime. And that's something, whether you love him or hate him, you got to acknowledge, you know, Tom Brady, who's currently with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you know, was a spearhead behind a lot of that. Um, Just really phenomenal stuff, man. I mean, you guys have accomplished a lot. And as a fan of... You know, the Giants, I, I could honestly say that beating you meant a little more to me because of the fact that I know how great you guys are. Twice. Yes. Not trying to rub it, but but just saying in the sense that, you know, knowing excellence 
and knowing that at least for three hours we were able to outdo essentially the team of not just the decade, the team of two decades, it speaks volumes about the respect I have for them as an organization, which I genuinely do. But I'm not letting you get off the hook on this interview until we got to add to it because it's fun. Tom Brady. Hmm. Obviously, he left last year. Um, You guys had a rough season. Not the typical thing that you guys are used to over there. Uh, But it wasn't all bad. You know, you were hovering around 500. Tom Brady went to a team, ready-made team. Mm -hmm. They gave him everything he needed. Mm -hmm. He won a Super Bowl on the back of a great defense. Now, Bill Belichick, in lieu of this, did his thing kind of differently. Normally known for drafting and taking the long window, the big window patient route. He went out and spent some money and got some very good free agents. But I got to ask you, this TB versus BB thing, is this real? What is this? And do you think it's fair that just one year removed from one another, the media is already starting with the whole Belichick can't win without Brady stuff. Prior to that, the question was, is Brady anything without Belichick? Obviously, he won. He proved his worth on that. What are your thoughts on all this? It's not, you know, I'm curious, being that you're a diehard of these guys, what do you think about all this? I think it's bullshit. Okay. I think it's straight up bullshit. I think, uh, you know, anytime the media brings something up like this, it just, they try to make you choose sides. Yes. Kind of like an election. Yes, exactly. You know, they... Yeah, it's just negative bullcrap, you know. And I guarantee, if you sit down with any of those two men in a room together, they're going to tell you flat out what it is. You know what I mean? Like, I just, like, I I, I get it. I I get why the media is trying to do this. But, you know, I mean, Brady owes, I'm not going to say owes, but... You know, Belichick coached him pretty much his entire NFL career. Yeah, up until last season. Up until last season. You know, so these two guys have spent every day with each other. For two decades. For two decades. You know what I mean? It's remarkable that a relationship in professional sports even lasts that long between head coach and player. I get it. It's a business. But at the end of the day... You have two grown men that have, you know, families and, you know, there's no way in hell that they resent each other that much. You know, if anything, they both appreciate each other and the media is just, they're just making shit up as they go along. Now, moving away from the media perception for a second, or maybe even the fan base perception, in terms of just factualizing it to a coach and a player do you feel that Bill Belichick has to prove on some level some layer some way does he have to win one without Tom Brady no. to to kind of accentuate his greatness as well he has one without Tom Brady but not as the main man and i think that's why i mean granted I... the system works we've seen Jimmy G have success 
Obviously, Drew Bledsoe came in for an injured Tom Brady back in 01. We know about that. I No, I don't think he needs to prove anything. But he's the type of coach that will want to prove something to himself. You know, he's that type. You know, he's that passionate about the game. He, His knowledge of history for the game is mind-blowing. Um. You know he's uh, he's a chess player, and he plays. And he pays a lot of homage to yesteryear and those that came. Oh, absolutely, him. absolutely. You know because you know, you know once again alluding to the media, the Parcells Belichick thing used to be a thing. I mean, at the end of the day, those men love each other. Well, they do. I mean, you saw the interview they did. Yeah, it was together. beautiful. Yeah, it was, it was great. You know, and it, you know, it's just I don't. Me personally, my own humble opinion. I, I, he doesn't need to prove anything to anybody. But he's, like I said, he's that type of coach that he's going to want to prove something to himself. Well, one thing I will say, similar to when Brett Favre returned to Lambeau, this might even crush the numbers on that with... Uh, week four. Yeah, I believe it's five. I could be wrong. It's week four. Okay. Week four in At Foxborough. At any rate, it's going down this year in Foxborough, the house, well, Gillette, I should say, the house that uh, Bill and Brady built together. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be a phenomenal matchup. You're playing the Super Bowl, defending Super Bowl champs. Mm-hmm. Yourselves are uh, moving forward with a new young man by the name of Mac Jones. Uh, he might be starting by then. I don't think so. Uh, for now, I say it's Cam. But, um, you know, moving on, it's such an important position, especially in today's times where the quarterback is the most important player on the field. Uh, how do you feel about... Uh, and once again, two-parted question. You have a former league MVP in the former Cam Newton. Mm-hmm. Kind of got off to a good start. Unfortunately, uh, COVID hit him. And his performance kind of failed after that. But still got some in the tank. Now you have a young man, Mac Jones. Uh, no relation to Daniel Jones. <laughs> but uh, what do you think, Brett? Uh, how do you think they're going to approach grooming the young mm-hmm. kid while still trying to see what Cam can do for you? I don't think they're going to bring him in early at all. I think they're going to, you know, pick and choose their spots with him. Um, they're going to groom him. McDaniels is going to coach him up. They're not going to rush him into the system by any means. Um, you, you know, I think, uh, I mean, I knew going into the draft, Mac Jones was our top pick. Was our top pick. that We were looking for a quarterback. You guys kind of lucked out in the sense that, you didn't have to move up to get him. Nope. And, you know, I think it's safe to say that past Trevor Lawrence, there's a lot of dice rolling when it comes to these other QBs. Mac Jones obviously falls into that. But, I mean, you take a kid like Wilson who ends up going to uh, the New York Jets, and some people have him better than Jones. But then you have Jones going to the system. And, you know, coming from such a winning program like Alabama, mm-hmm. you know, I do believe that he already knows how to play with the big lights. He knows he's uh, he's a system type player, which is exactly what we need. That's what we've been playing for the past twenty years. And I gotta say, I enjoyed that Twitter pick that Mac threw down within forty eight hours of being drafted by your New England Patriots, and he, uh, you know, did the, the double screenshot next to Tom Brady from his. Draft yeah. debut, you know. Yeah, I saw that. It's pretty wild, you know. Obviously, Brady, six round pick, 
arguably the greatest quarterback of all time. Uh, it, it's there is insane. no argument that he's the best quarterback of all time. And I respect your opinion. I have no issue with anyone saying that at this point with the success that man's had. Um, is there anything else, Brett, that you'd like to say in closing about any of this, about the Patriots, about your love for football as being a fan? Anything you want, the floor is yours. Uh, well, we're, we're both very... Uh, passionate about the sport we both care what happens to these individuals on and off the field um you know that's why we love the game so much um you know i just uh you know from all these recent you know 2020 events uh you know covid happening to everybody yeah it affected everybody some way or another you know family members um yes i think this will be one of the NFL's um, best years, um, just regarding games, schedule, how they promote everything. I think uh, this year is going to be uh, unbelievable. And I want to add one last thing to what you're saying. Uh, obviously, it's the biggest season ever, 17 games. Mm-hmm. They are added a week. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, but getting back to the passion of what being a fan means and all of that kind of stuff... I'm going to paint a picture quickly. Try to anyway. It was uh, early 2012, 2011 season. Here at your house, your, your lovely home. Uh, you know, Maddie had already, uh, you know, yes. passed on. And, you know, we laughed because we didn't watch Super Bowl Forty Two together. And we used to always rib each other about that and say, man, if this ever happens again, no matter what, we better be together. Mm-hmm. We got to watch this one together. It was here, Brett. You you remember it? Paint a picture for Championship Weekend, 2012, 2011 season. Baltimore Ravens in the early slot at Gillette, followed by the G-Men at the Niners. It was quite the day. Let's hear it. Uh, to paint a picture for you. Um. <laughs> I was rooting for you the whole time. You were rooting for me the whole time. We wanted to go to the bowl together just because, like you said, we missed it the first time around. Yes, we did. Um, that day, it was so... I just I, I can't even really put it into words. I'm going to try to help it was, you. It was almost like, you know, the Baltimore kicker is, you know... You're talking about Justin Tucker. Justin Tucker. This guy's money. He's clutch. He He's misses a gimme. Hardly ever. And, hardly ever. And this is kind of a true but funny story. I believe you told me that leading up to that game, you had an interesting dream regarding our late friend Maddie. I believe you said that he was in the snow, hanging out with his kids, garbed up in his Patriot gear. That was a week after he passed away. Well, let me tell you what. He reemerged because when, percentage-wise, one of the absolute greatest kickers of all time shanks one to send it to OT. Well, you rem- do you remember when I said Maddie is literally sitting on the field goal post, just blowing? That's where I was going with it. It was funny. It was funny. You were, you were ecstatic. You were absolutely ecstatic. Like, I honestly wasn't expecting it to I happen. I couldn't believe it. 
I was blown away that that happened with such a great kicker. I was just like, watch this. I bet you Manny's up there just yeah. trying to blow the ball Kind of like the same kind of stuff you hear about the ghost in Yankee Stadium. You know, it was pretty wild. And then he shanked it. Now you fast forward about four and a half, five hours later to the G-Men and the Niners conclusion. Lawrence Party Tines kicks us into Super Bowl 46. Before I can even lift my arms up in victory, this guy, who was kind of known for his speed, not necessarily a linebacker, I could see him as a hard-hitting safety. Well, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a good form tackler. Uh, knocks me straight down with just a textbook tackle. We were in all our glory. We were happy. Poor Carrie. Shout out, Carrie, uh, formerly Carrie Asensio. Forgive me, Carrie Duquesne. Yes. Shout out to her. Sorry, girl. We were supposed to pick up liquor. The liquor store was closed. We went to the 19th hole. With John Henry. With John Henry. God bless you, John Henry. Wherever you are, you we needed a driver. What a night. What a memory. And this is what this fan base stuff is all about. You know, um, we're gonna we're gonna be old men one day. We're gonna remember that day because that day was so poignant in not only our friendship but our team's histories. And uh, obviously, it led to another nail-biting Super Bowl, which we watched together a couple of weeks after that. And uh, just great stuff, Brett. I, I mean, uh, we can probably go on for another two hours with ease because we get like that when we talk about, uh, you know, the sport we love. Oh, easily. And, you know, and this is just, uh, you know, a short, um, you know, prelude to, you know, all the true fans out there, you know, for the love of the game. You know, the, the Steelers fans, the Eagles fans, sorry. And I truly um, love this episode because we're, we're, we're basically highlighting it all and bringing know. it all into one super show, which I am really proud of because, you know, at the end of the day, the sport we love isn't shit without the fans. Anything else you want to get at, Brett, before we get out of here? Uh, No, man. I just want to, uh, you know, th- this is why... You know, this is why we're doing this, um, you know, is to get some feedback from everybody, you know, that our fans from other states, regions, uh, countries, other regions, it's countries, big. it's big, man. You know, even if you're a, you know, you're in Europe, soccer fan, you know, anything, you know, uh, you know, Canadian Football League, you know, I was blown away to see that uh, one of my fellow giant fans has a podcast pertaining to the G-Men all the way out in England. So, you know, the, the, the length of the arm is big with the NFL. And obviously introducing the London games helps that mm-hmm. too. Yeah, I mean, everybody here that's fans, your family, um, you know, the only uh, people I'm not going to call fans are the Jets. And I'm sorry. Um, I'm not really going to disagree <laughs> with you on that. Our brother Richard Dorney out in Long Island, I know he's going to have something to say about his Christmas Eve experience, yeah. and we're going to make sure we get his feedback mm. for this fan base show as well. But thank you, everyone. Uh, Brett, this was a pleasure, bro. Thank you so much. Pleasure is all mine. I love talking football with you. This was amazing, and I greatly appreciate this. It's me again, I'm back again, in the club VIP full of hoes, spinning racks again, y'all still rapping, you still trapping?